I'm gonna yeah. go back to Costa Rica so I can do a little bit surfing and learn about some learn about some. Oh time. yeah, man! I'm telling you, that was that was the big thing. I was like, you know, I picked a lot of brains. It was cool. I mean, they it's just all the different species they have, and they show us how they ship them, and they'll ship the chrysalises and stuff like that. It's just, uh, yeah, it's a it's a big business. Welcome to the Landscape Cafe and part four in this series. Brought to you with support from Fort Myers Garden Service, maintaining and protecting business and residential landscapes. Visit FortMyersGardenService.com or call 239-990-7494. Yeah, absolutely. And, that, and you know what the thing is, is I was walking at Bass Pro Shops the other day. We were, we we're going in there to uh, look at possibly buying one of those boats. And, and I yeah. was just thinking, I was looking at all the landscaping there and I was thinking in my head, you know, it would really suck if I had to go home right now and do be in my yard for like six hours. Like as much as I love that, I'm passionate about landscaping. I yep. do that. I do that every day for my other clients. You know, I do that all the time and I get to indulge in that passion elsewhere, but I don't want to come home and like maybe occasionally here or there, you know, once a month or once every couple months, but I don't want to have to do it a few times a week to keep, to keep the weeds. Like, I don't yes. want to have to stress about that. Like there's only so much limited time because I, I give, when I give my time, I give so much to my companies and mm -hmm. also to my, as to my spouse as well, even more important, um, in all the areas of my, my life that I give time to, I give it very heavily. And so when I, I don't want to have to, the little bit of times that I have left, I, you know, I just really want to chill or I really want to go fishing or golfing. I want to do <laughs> the other things. I don't want to go do other stuff, you know? So, yeah. um, that's all I get it. That's so important um, to have that service. And that's what I, what I try to talk to a lot of my clients about. Um, and like, you know, I'm happy for you to, if you want to do it on your own full time, but you know, after a couple of years, once it really you know, starts to grow and fill in and it comes a lot more to trend, call us back. You don't have to hire us now or right. hire us ever, but if right. you does get too much and you want it to be managed, hey, that's what we created it for. Um, you know, we're that not going to cut great. you, but we'll, we'll prune all your plants and we'll take care of it like we're supposed to and we'll fertilize everything. So, um, I mean, yeah. it becomes, you know, what's great is it becomes a, it's become such a valuable service. Mm -hmm. you know um and it's a great tie-in so it's like you know i've spent this time and investment and love into you know having my garden done well i need to put just as much into maintaining that garden over time and if i've got somebody who understands my garden does it the way i'd like them to do it keeps me informed you know is helps me stay creative in the whole process it's a win-win. I mean, you know, I think that's, uh, it's great. It'd be fantastic if you could like multiply Eric like a hundred fold, you, yeah, know, which yeah. is easy, you know, but he's, he's, a, he's a great asset. He loves what he does, you know, and I yes. think that's what's really important is that it's not easy work. Pruning no. is, I will say pruning is not the fun part of gardening. Right. You know? Right. It's, but it is such a critical part because it's all about maintaining the health of the plant. You know, and even to understand, like, you know, I've just from just watching him and going around talking with him, 
you know, watching how he prunes, where he prunes, mm -hmm. um, all of that is helping me understand more about the life cycle and, uh, and liveliness of the plants I have, which gives me such a deeper appreciation for each plant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> People think I'm nuts, but man, I know all my plants in my garden. I talk to them all every day. I walk around. Yeah. It's not a huge <laughs> property, man. But let me tell you, when something isn't doing well, I mean, I feel it in my heart. You know, yeah. I'm responsible for that, you know, for that plant to thrive mm -hmm. and do well because I brought it into my space. Right. You know, I, I take a lot of pride in, in that, you know. Um, oh, my God. I can, all I can tell you is the morning after Hurricane Ian, I just, I had my 20 minutes of sobbing my eyes out. Mm -hmm. You know, but I will tell you your direction with make sure you wash all those plants off and you get the salt off of those plants. Mm -hmm. People still ask me, they're like, how in the heck is your garden looking like it is now? And I said, simple. I found out what there was to do and I spent four days doing exactly that. And within a week I had growth growing back. And now within two months, I've got my garden looking better than it did before. Mm -hmm. You know, but you know, that's what I did. I, I made sure I was like, no, no, no. You know, I'm like, okay, fact of the matter is I can't change the storm. The storm has happened. Everything is, looks dead. Everything looks terrible. So what now, you right. know? Um, and it's also given me an opportunity to kind of think through where I'm planting and what I'm planting now, because hurricanes are going to continue to happen. Yes. You know? So, I mean, there's certain things like, you know, I, I know now, I know it's going to sound a little crazy, but I know now my bromeliads would do okay. Some of them, if I had to pull them out of soil for a mm -hmm. two, three days, like I could have saved like 10 really nice bromeliads that were just taller that got really, everything on the ground was fine, but these were taller bromeliads. They got shredded. Right. Now, I've been able to kind of save them a little bit and they're recouping slowly, but I could have easily, just as easily taken them out of the ground, put them in the garage, stored them safely and put them back in the ground a few days later and they would have been fine. But it's even knowing that about each plant, like that's what I love too, is I'm learning about each plant and what you can and can't do with them, you know? Um, and they're, they're, they're resourceful. Most plants are pretty, orchids and bromeliads still to this day flabbergast me. They are the most resilient plants I've ever seen on the planet. And they happen to be, I think some of the most beautiful plants. Yeah, uh, absolutely. They are crazy awesome. I want to ask you about, your project that you had in your garden specifically uh, your um your butterflies project but how yeah, did you yeah. how did you stumble upon and getting inspired by that and sure, sure, go? Sure. so i remember it was probably the second year when things really started to fill in i had a lot more flowers in my garden and i spent some time wanting to put some butterfly attractor plants in so i put some some of those in and i remember yeah, it was about probably it was just maybe 2019. And I remember the amount of butterflies I was getting in my yard. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then I'd seen literally, I'd seen on Facebook someone showing this butterfly, you know, bag that they had gotten for monarchs, you know, pretty much specifically. They were using it for monarchs. You know, and I had been playing with some milkweed. I had a, I had a lot of monarchs in my yard. And the thing was, I could never find cocoons. I could never watch the process, but I was always fascinated by the butterfly process. Um, and so I decided to get the bags, and I started out with one, and I got my milkweed plants. 
And within a very short period of time, I had like my first 10 Monarch chrysalises growing in the bag. And I'm like, this is cool. And so it went well. And so I decided to buy a second bag. And I just said, you know, I'm just going to go on a little personal mission here. Let me see if I can help some of these guys along. Because, you know, oftentimes they get picked off by birds or whatever else. But, um, yeah, so I just focused on monarchs. Um, I did have a couple of fertility, I guess they're called fertility, uh, butterflies that made their way in there or whatever, you know, and did their own chrysalises. But, um, yeah, I was basically buying stock and milkweed at every nursery in the area, calling <laughs> them up, buying them out of milkweed all the time. because these. These little guys are voracious. They would go, I would buy 10 plants, and these, these butterflies would eat through those plants within days. Like, <laughs> you know, but that was, it was such a fun part, too. It was fun to watch the caterpillars grow and all the different ones and watch them, in, watch them form. And then, and then the time lapse, watching them actually come out of the chrysalis and stuff. It became a real, I was going to say, it really got me excited and inspired about butterflies in general. We have some of the most incredible selection of butterflies in Florida because we are tropical. Mm -hmm. um, tropical. And um, yeah, and it was cool because then I would share about it and then I would I would be inspiring other people to do the same thing in their yard. I'm like, this is great because we're helping the, the populations, you know, uh, to keep growing. And it was interesting because I didn't do it this year. Milkweed was definitely down. It was very hard to find this year. In a lot of places and i also noticed that the monarch population drastically different this year very few monarchs every other species i've seen a ton of i don't know if it's just a particular year for the monarch or whatever but it was a noticeable difference that i just didn't see them around and so i'd like to do it again i may end up doing it again this upcoming spring and into the summer you know just to kind of see what's going on but it's an easy here's the thing it's a it's an easy hobby to pick up it's not costly at all it's a great thing to do with kids kids absolutely love it um it's so simple because literally i just i would leave my milkweed plants out i'd wait until the uh monarchs would put their little white eggs on the bottom of the leaves and then i would move them into the bag and safe keep them and that's the other thing too is the bags help to keep all the other insects and other stuff that will interfere with the process from happening and so most of the eggs typically will hatch right into caterpillars um and they're fast. Oh my lord! These things grow so fast; they get huge in no time. And next thing you know, they're all, you know, bundled up. But I don't know. I don't. If if you've never seen a monarch chrysalis up close, you are missing out. It literally has metallic gold wow. on this beautiful glassy, like sea glass green outer shell. It's just I. And then you can actually, literally, depending on the translucency you can watch the thing actually grow inside turn into a butterfly that to me is like what better way to get in touch with nature than that so it's always been it's been a passion of mine as a matter of fact one of the things i'm working towards is painting a mural on the back side of my house and i want to put some butterflies in my mural that i'm going to be painting oh that's incredible so tell me about that are you painting it yourself long back side of my house and you Put in a beautiful paver deck for me. Uh, yeah, it just got sealed, and I don't have a lanai, so it's all open in the back. And I don't know. In the last couple of months, I kind of been sitting out there because I've got a fire pit now, and I really spent a lot of time sitting out back. And I'm like, I really don't like this brown wall. Right. I mean, I like to come to my house, but I'm like, this is not doing anything for me. And I'm like, wow, how cool would it be? I've got all this space here to just do like a. I want to do a mural with like bromeliads and orchids and butterflies flying around. 
mean, the next person who buys the house can do whatever the hell they want. They can paint it over. I don't care. My right. house is doing it. So that's my project for the uh, new year is going to be uh, starting to lay out and do a um, do a mural. So. Oh, man. You know, that is so cool you say that because that reminds me of Costa Rica. That yes. was It was landscape, plants everywhere, beautiful. And they had murals all yes, over, lots, all over right? the walls. And, oh, my gosh. Man, you're, you're, that's such yeah. a good idea. I love yeah, that you have. You have is amazing. Oh yeah, absolutely. You have that nice wall right there too. That's nice and open. It is. Perfect. It's nice and open. There's like plenty of space between the windows. It'll look fantastic. Um, and I don't know if you know this, but Costa Rica is basically where most of the butterflies for exhibits and other places. That's where they all get sourced. Is in really? Costa Rica. Yeah, they have, literally there are hundreds of butterfly farms all over costa rica i traveled to a lot of them when i was there and they literally supply the rest of the world with many of the butterfly species that um are brought you know to other locations so they have a deep for it yeah i mean it's i mean it's the perfect climate there for butterflies good lord it's perfect humidity it's just perfect for them and yeah and so it definitely gave me a, a much i loved going to costa rica and i think that's where i really started to fall in love with butterflies and you know, of course, we don't have blue morphos up here, which are amazing, but it's too too cold for them. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Dang, I'm gonna yeah. go back to Costa Rica so I can do a little bit surfing and learn about some learn about. Oh some, yeah, uh, man! I'm telling you, I was, that was the big thing. I was like, you know, I picked a lot of brains. It was cool. I mean, they it's just all the different species they have, and they show us how they ship them, and they'll ship the chrysalises and stuff like that. It's just, uh, yeah, it's a biz- it's a big business wow. for Costa Rica. It's butterfly farming. What part of Costa Rica is that? That was more on the, uh, I'll say, the um, west coast, the Pacific coast of Costa Rica, more in the jungle areas. There were a lot of farms. We probably went to 10 different farms. Um, And they were cool just to themselves, you know, just because of the variety of species. And, you know, and that's where I started to see all these different kinds of plants, some of which we, you know, we have up here. Uh, Mm -hmm. But uh, we have a ton of butterfly attracting plants here. I mean, huge. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's one of the things that, like, that's the other thing about my garden is, like, so it was interesting. When I first started to think about the privacy for my garden, I went to a nursery out on Pine Island, and I was talking to the one of the guys there, and, you know, he was like, hey, he goes, uh, he goes, I just got to be upfront and honest with you. He goes, I don't believe in just shrubbery for shrubbery's sake. He goes, if you're going to plant, he goes, I recommend you do fruit trees or fruit-related Things. If you're going to put something and you do something that's going to actually produce something, right. and I never thought about it that way. Like I never thought of my garden as a place where I was going to start putting fruit trees in. Mm-hmm. Um, but we started. I started with a key lime tree and a Barbados cherry tree. Mm-hmm. They're still staple parts of my garden. But then um, over time, we've added a, a, a coconut producing palm tree, which is great for Eric because every time Eric comes to prune, I let him take the coconuts because I don't oh, really yeah. do much. So he gets to take the coconuts every time. He's always got at least four or five that he can take because the thing just produces like mad. Mm-hmm. It's already like, I mean, we literally, it's what's great about it. We grew that coconut. Donna found this coconut with a friend on the river while she was canoeing, growing out of the, and the coconut shell is still at the bottom of this coconut tree. And it's a 25 foot tree now. And the coconut's <laughs> still there. And I've not moved it because I'm like, I love the story. And I tell people and they go, what? I show them and they go, that's amazing. <laughs> We grew, a mango. we grew a mango uh, from a pit, and that tree's now nearly 20 feet high. It produced its first mangoes this year. Uh, we got our first five mangoes from the tree, which is better than nothing. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, but it was great. And I feel so bad because unfortunately down the road from us, a woman lost her probably 80 year old mango tree. It was like 60 feet high. It got split in half by the wind. She had to take the whole thing down. She lost her whole tree. She could have hundreds of mangoes every year. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. And it's just gone. You know, so many people lost their trees and trust me, my mango tree literally bent. It was 20 feet. It bent one way all the way down to the ground. The other way, I thought the thing was going to snap. It didn't came back. Uh, didn't even uproot, which was great. Um, you know, and it's, and it, and it's doing well again. I mean, again, I washed it all off and now the leaves are, you know, all coming back and everything. Um, but it's fun. You know, we got an, I got an avocado tree, um, bananas. I got bananas. I got plantains. I mean, pretty much anywhere you look around my yard, it's something wild. You know, so awesome. Growing, but, uh, and they're great too. Bananas. You got to be careful. I mean, I don't know how many people you have to grow bananas, but they, they propagate. You gotta be ready because they're they they they're tubular. They root underground and they just keep popping up. Once they're in your yard, unless you're gonna dig out an eight foot deep trench, they're gonna be keep growing. So I've, I've committed to bananas now for my yard. <laughs> That's uh, awesome, man! I great bananas. We had we had great bananas. We had, I don't know if they're like they're a little bit shorter and fatter, almost like an apple banana or whatever. But they were fantastic. After that, we got plantains. I got forty orchids around my yard one way or another whether they're basketed or on trees um i've got probably 50 bromeliads um you know not that you know i only count because i just i, I love abundance <laughs> <laughs> right right but, uh, everyone, but, How orchids do you have? i'm like i have about 40 orchids yeah and uh i love it i mean i just love it but how cool is this that it's how long have you been doing your garden there just five years but yeah, I think was, it, we moved in in 2015. I really started in 2017. Yeah, with gardening. But how fruitful has it been? I mean, it it I, from, it's been crazy fruitful for what you just shared. Like, there's so much that you have, and it's okay. and you're not out there five days a week. I know you're you're tending no. to it when you want, and it, you're growing it as as you need and you feel inclined. And yep. what a cool experience that is. It has been. I mean, I mean, you know, the key lime tree has been incredible. Don has made, I can't even tell you how many key lime pies she's made from it. The thing, you know, probably produces 50 to 100 fruit every year. Wow. It's been really great. Um, you know, the Barbados cherry was interesting. And actually, I'm really happy. I don't know exactly what we had. It must have been some type of really tiny white bug or fly or whatever. It was eating a lot of the leaves on the Barbados cherry tree. I can never, even with treating it, it just, it just never looked good. Well, mm -hmm. and just literally clear the entire tree of every leaf it had ever had. It was literally just the sticks. And now everything has grown back. No bugs. All the mm -hmm. leaves look great. It looks full. It looks beautiful again, like when I first bought it. Uh, love it. You know, and that produces a really nice, you know, cherry fruit on it. And um, yeah, yeah. So it's been, uh, it's been cool. And now, and, and so my latest kick, though, is definitely Vermilion's. Yeah. I don't know. Just like that's my new that's my new passion, my new love. And one, like you said, because they propagate. So mm -hmm. I can grow them, I can replant them, I can give them to friends. I can you know, like like for instance, that neighbor who brought me the cactus, you know, I put together a bromeliad and, and my friend made a wreath, you know, for them and we're gonna take it down and give that to them as a thank you, you know, whatever. It's, everybody loves getting plants especially if they're into plants like i went down to his house and he's got bromeliads all over the place i'm like you'll love this bromeliad he doesn't have this one looks right. like a christmas bromeliad it's red and green looks fantastic mm -hmm. yeah i love that i mean it's great when you can do that and 
you know, just on the fly because everybody loves a personal gift like that. So, yeah, absolutely, man. My cheeks hurt from smiling this whole <laughs> this whole conversation just because <laughs> to me this stuff is gold. This is so much absolutely. fun to talk about. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I hope if anything, I inspire people to one get to know more about you and your business and what you do. I hope I get mm-hmm. to people just go out and do something with their yard that makes them happy. You know, I mean that to me is the is the best part. I mean, like you know, I I don't have professional lighting, but I've got like the little solar lights. But I mean, I even love my garden at night. I go outside and walk around the end of my block and look at my garden at night. Yeah. You know, the way I've got it all lit up. It's just a totally different space, you know, in the evening. But I mean, just to have that, it just uh, it makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. You, feel, you know, Absolutely. And it really doesn't hurt the value of a home. I can say, you know, it's not going to hurt the value of a home to have a nice garden. Right. You know, appreciate good, good landscaping for sure. Absolutely. That's awesome, man. Thank you so much for uh, chatting oh, sure. with me. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely, my man. So hey, let me know if there's anything else you need. And uh, other than that, happy gardening to you. The Landscape Cafe is a production of Pure Landscaping and the Niche Podcast Network. Learn more about Bailey, Katie, and the team by visiting purelandscaping.com. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And don't forget, the best place to rate or follow the show is at thelandscapecafe.com. That concludes our conversation and this series. Don't forget to subscribe for alerts. You're going to love our upcoming guests.